This is Ultraniverse. Let's have a video. Good morning, everybody. Before we begin, I wanted to shout out that our last video that we did from yesterday, the Voynich um, manuscript, actually got a lot of um, feedback on it. So if you guys haven't watched it, go check it out on YouTube. You'll be able to find it right there at the bottom. There you go. We're also on Twitch and Twitter, so if you haven't subscribed to any of them yet, go for it. Uh, that way you'll be notified when everything's out. You won't have to do anything. You just got to push the button and boom. I'm on your screen. This is Everyday Heroes, the series that covers the more in-depth, educational, and sometimes more detailed subject matter. Today is no different. If you guys are a lover of philosophy or you just went to school, because he probably is on everybody's curriculum, we're going to talk about Machiavelli and his philosophy. So, of course, the first one that comes to mind is his book, The Prince, which we may or may not go into um, deeply. Um, but obviously that's what he's known for. So this is written from a website called the school of life. Um, a, basically a theory on Niccolo Machiavelli. Um, so they said on one hand that you can describe him as an idealistic idea that a politician should be an upright hero, a man or woman who can breathe new moral life into the corrupt workings of a state. However, we also regularly uh, catapult into cynicism when we realize the number of backroom deals and the extent of lying that politicians go in for. I love this person already. Um, we seem torn between the idealistic hopes and the pessimistic fears. Enter Machiavelli, and we even have a word, Machiavellian, often used to describe the worst political scheming, um, and it can help us understand the dangers of the tired dichotomy. Uh, his writings suggest that we should not be surprised that politicians lie or disassemble, nor should we think them immoral or simply bad for doing so. Um, in Machiavelli's view, a good politician isn't one who is kind, friendly, or honest. It's someone who knows how to defend, enrich, or bring honor to the state. Um, this author then went on to say, once we understand that, we'll be less disappointed, hopefully, with what we want our politicians to be. So Machiavelli is always misconstrued, though he may be saying what we think he's saying as well, but really his idea of a good leader is someone who will do whatever they have to do to defend. To defend. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, to defend. Um, that's not necessarily always good. Um, you know, but it will, let me rephrase that. It is always good to defend and stand up for your country. It's how you go about it that may not always be good. We know from history that many leaders have thought that how they were doing things was great, only to find out that it really wasn't, and they were really mean people. Um, but let's go into Machiavelli's background and see if we can learn why he came to be what he was. So born in 1469 in Florence, his father was a wealthy lawyer. Um, and so he received an extensive formal education and got his first job as a secretary for the city. Um, after this appointment, he exploded politically. He expelled the Medici family, which you guys know, they were always at odds, who had ruled 
for 60 years and suffered decades of political instability, a consequence of a Machiavelli experience, a series of career reversals. Um, He was preoccupied with the fundamental problem in politics. Is it possible to be good as a politician and a person at the same time? He said no. And again, this goes to what his definition was. He's not necessarily saying that everybody's bad, but he's saying that you don't need to be nice or polite to be a good leader. Generally speaking, when it comes to defense, sure, I guess that can have some merit. However, in today's day and age, we know that political leaders, whether it's uh, the uh, president or your local mayors, governors, council members, you need to obviously do what's safe and healthy and good. However, you need to also look at people and what they're doing. The problem here, and I've talked about this in other episodes with guests and by myself, you nobody's ever going to be happy because everybody wants something different. Everybody generally wants things such as health and safety and security. So those things are, I don't know, 95% more or less agreed on. It's how other things go about being done or even how you do those things. You know, for me, I'm a big, you know, for I, I, I want to be safe. I want to be secure. I want to make sure everything is good. Obviously health, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, so I do whatever I can to make sure those things are good. Does that mean I bypass other people's uh, ways of doing stuff? No, but mainly because I'm not, you know, I'm not them. I'm not doing what they're doing. If it comes to a point where everything in the city is affecting everybody, including myself, yes, at that point, then you have to say, oh, you know, wait, let's talk this over first before we do it. So he just blatantly went out and said, if you're going to be a leader, it doesn't matter if you're bad or good. You just got to do the job. And while that is generally correct, you do have to be moral and you do have to be polite, at least in today's age. Um, He says he doesn't just think that political aggressive comes easily. He gets us to contemplate a darker possibility that doing right and well should and fulfilling the proper views of leadership is at odds with being a good person. This is where he gets a little, um, (laughs) a little, sorry. Excuse me, a little misconstrued. This is, yeah, I mean, he's he's more or less kind of contradicting himself. He's asking us to say that being a good leader is being at odds with being a good person because there are probably different things. Now, if you are, let's say, the the president of a, of a chapter of your group of I'm trying to think, um, you know, the, the the ones that put together all of the uh, community events. You really, you got to be nice. You got to be a good person generally because you're working with all your, your fellow uh, city folk. You do also have to be able to lead. However, those two things do go together because if you are amicable and friendly, most people will be happy to follow the rules because you're not doing it in an incorrect way. So I I would kind of, I would disagree on this one from him because you can be good. You don't have to necessarily be smart. And yes, I know a lot of politicians aren't necessarily the brightest, 
but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad at their job, nor does it mean that they're wholeheartedly a horrible person. You make mistakes, you own up to mistakes, but you don't necessarily, at least today, in my opinion, you don't necessarily go into things. Now, yes, there are people, I'm, I'm not going to name, I don't want to get into that, but there are people that I don't think are good at doing any of that and should never have or should never do. But that's just from personal viewer of what they are outside of the, you know, what they, what they promote themselves to be. But generally speaking, if you're going to go into that kind of job, you already have to be a fairly good person because in order to get people to, you know, work with you, you got to be nice. I mean, you know, so now we go into his first famous work or his most famous work, The Prince, written in 1513, about how to get and keep power and makes individuals effective leaders. He proposes a couple things. The overwhelming responsibility of a good prince, hence the name, is to defend the state from external and internal threats. This means he must know how to fight, but more importantly, must know about reputation and management of those around him. People shouldn't either think he is soft, nor should they find him so cruel that they're disgusted by him. He should seem unapproachably strict, but reasonable. When he turned to the question of whether it was better for a prince to be loved or feared, Machiavelli says, while it theoretically would be wonderful to be both, um, they should always err on the side of terror just to keep people in check. Okay, so this person who wrote it, very well written, very perfect. I'm going to try to break it down in my own words, obviously, to be polite. Uh, anytime we use the resources, we want to shout out because we're not stealing. We are just using them as reference. But in the print, he's basically saying you got to be both sides but cover your bases more on the side of being scary. You should be liked. You should be polite. But make sure you're never so polite that people stop caring about what you're doing. This I definitely don't agree with, at least in today's age. Yes, you have to be strong. Yes, you have to be, I don't know, you know, taken seriously. But you never, ever, ever want to come across as being cruel, crude, rude, whatever. It just doesn't look good on people. And this doesn't just go for politics. This just goes for general. If you're the owner of a business, if you are a familial thing, a um, um, friend thing, you can be strong. You can serve your purpose. You can share your opinion. But you don't want to come across as being just so high and mighty. Um, it's hard for people in that high position because they kind of get that like, ooh, power I like. In a way, The Prince kind of is a good book as far as how not to do things, but also a good look at how people thought or still think to continue the conversation. Um, excuse me. Another portion of this goes on to say, excuse me, he, um, he rejected... Um, Christian virtue as a guide for leaders. Uh, Christian contemporaries had suggested uh, princes should be merciful, peaceful, generous, and tolerant, opposite of what uh, Machiavelli said. And of course, he named one case of Girolamo, Girolamo Savonarola. I apologize for that. He was a fervent idealistic Christian who wanted to build the city of God on earth. He preached against the excess of tyranny of the Medici government and even managed for a few years to leave Florence as a peaceful, democratic, and honest state. Um, however, going back to Machiavelli, he was not fond of how he was doing things. Um, he, you know, 
he was like, oh, cool, you uh, went against my, my arch enemies. That's awesome. But you're a little too soft on people. So I'm just, you know, no, nah, that's not okay. This caused for a long time, 200 years actually, according to this article, uh, to ban all of Machiavelli's works, especially the prince, because they were not happy with it. Now, this is not a new thing. Obviously, people um, or historically facts have shown that nobody ever got along back in the day, especially when it came to religion and politics. But listen, I mean, we're still talking about this guy today. Um, one of the things that I read in my book, uh, the, the little history of, was he wrote a, there was a parable that he compared it to called The Lion and the Fox. The lion is a very strong beast capable of taking down almost any uh, obstacle in its path. The fox, on the other hand, more nimble, more sly, and able to evade most traps. The fox, however, not as strong as the lion. The lion, not as nimble as the fox, or able to evade. So he thought, put the two together. Have the strength of the lion and the smarts of the fox. Now, again, this kind of goes with the Aesop's fable deal where a lot of Aesop's fables covered um, ways of doing things. But it's a really interesting perspective. Be strong, be fierce, but also be able to be one step ahead. If you look at that in just a general concept, yeah, that's great. You want to be ahead of the game, you know, when it comes to work, when it comes to whatever. And you want to be able to show that you can hold your own. Obviously, again, the thing I don't agree, don't be rude. It's not, it's not nice. Don't be rude. Um, I know that sounds so simplistic, but it's hard. It's hard. Um, all right, you guys. So that was really fun today. For those who were able to watch it live, thank you so much. For if you weren't able to catch it live, again, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Again, if you haven't already, please subscribe. We love the support. The more you do, the more we can grow. And once we can grow to a certain point, we're going to be able to do so much more. Uh, we're going to start, you know, giving away our freebies, start doing our contests, all that cool stuff. We have those now too, don't worry. Um, but if you haven't already, please do that. And then, of course, click the little bell, ding, ding. You'll be able to find us wherever. As always, guys, have a wonderful day. If you um, have any questions or comments, you want us to uh, talk about something, let us know. Until next time, guys, we'll be back tomorrow for another 10 a.m. Thank you and have a wonderful day.